You are listening to the Called by My Name podcast, where we have conversations about what it means to be called out for Christ. What does that look like? And I mean, what does that really look like? Like in everyday scenarios, in everyday encounters, in everyday experiences, even in everyday topics and discussions. Let's talk about it. What is up, you guys? It is your girl, Gloria, with another podcast episode. Um, Okay, how am I doing? How are you? First of all, how are you guys doing? (laughs) How's life? Um, I feel like this year is flying by. I cannot believe that we are about to be in April. That's crazy. I feel like 2022 just started. And I'm like, we're about to be in April. Like it's it's literally spring. That's that's insane. But um, life is good. God is, you know, God is a comedian, you know, because y'all know how (laughs) when the year starts and you present your plans for the year before the Lord and you're like, okay, God, like this is what I envision this year to be. This is what I want. And I feel like God laughs at us sometimes (laughs) because he's like, okay, that's your plan, but that's not necessarily mine. So I'm going to just, I'm going to take that, but I'm not going to do that, you know? And obviously his plans are perfect in his ways and his timing is best. But it's just, I feel like 2022 definitely took me for a loop, but a good loop. But like, I definitely wasn't prepared for what this year has in store, but still excited and still exciting what God is doing. But anyway, let's get into this topic. So I'm sure you guys have seen by the title and it is called, Do You Want to Be Healed? And just from like first glance, I know you guys, or at least I would be like, do you want to be healed? Like, of course I want to be healed. Like healing, like that, that's a good thing, right? But um, this episode will be, t- we'll be talking about unforgiveness. So a little while ago, I asked you guys um, on my Instagram story, um, what are a few topics you guys would want to hear from me? What are a few topics that you guys want to talk about for me to expound on and everything like that? And um, one of you suggested for me to talk about unforgiveness. So <laughs> I'm going to just be honest. I was I saw that and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait because <laughs> I feel like unforgiveness is such an uncomfortable topic because it requires us to face certain, certain um, trauma and hurt and it like makes us kind of have different flashbacks or it makes us think about that situation that hurt us or or you know makes us to think about that thing that um really created like trauma you know in our lives and stuff and sometimes it's not even that deep sometimes it's just stuff that you know you just you just forget you just don't want to dig back up you know like one thing that I do a lot and it's probably not the best but it's what I do is (laughs) I'm like an out of sight, out of mind person. So if it happened, it happened. I'm a, you know, I'm the person, listen, you can ask my friends. (laughs) I've gotten better, but I'm the person that will hit the block button in a heartbeat. Or I'm a person that will delete the thread. Like I don't need no receipts. I'm good. Like I'm straight. I don't need, if I don't need to see it, it's out of my mind, you know, but obviously like when it comes to (laughs) forgiveness and, you know, holding grudges, that's not the best way to do it. I mean, you can delete whatever you want to delete, but essentially like that hurt can still be in your, in your heart. So you can physically delete a memory of something, but it can still be in your heart spiritually. So, but yes, I was thinking about that and I'm just like, Lord, you know, 
this this is a good topic, but I just don't think I'm ready for it. But then God was like, I mean, the whole point of this podcast is for you to talk. It's not for you to preach out of perfection, which I will never be perfect, you know. Um, it's just for you to talk and just be honest and relate to your audience. So here we are. <laughs> so when I was praying to God concerning this topic, um, I was okay, Lord, like unforgiveness. Like, what do you, what do you mean by unforgiveness? And he said a phrase to me and he said, um, when talking about forgiving others and forgiving yourself, when healing is available, will you jump into the water? And I'm like, okay, water, where is the water coming from? And he brought me to the verse, um, which is John chapter five, verse one to 19. So I'll read it real quick. It says, afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem to one of the Jewish holy days. Instead, inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethsida, Bethsheda, one of those two, (laughs) with five um, covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. 38 years, y'all. He's sitting in the same spot. My goodness. Okay. When Jesus saw um, him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. So this is definitely one of like my favorite um, scriptures because I feel like it's just so transformative and um, it's like it's a classic, you know, but there were a few things that were that stuck out to me regarding this scripture. And let me just break, break it down for you guys. So the first thing that stuck out to me is when Jesus, um, in the beginning, like Jesus, you know, came to this pool, you know, and just saw like a bunch of sick people, lame people, um, like a bunch of people that are sick. And he saw a lame man and he, Jesus knew that this man had been there for a long time, you know, and he said to him, um, would you like to get well? And what immediately stood out to me is Jesus didn't say, oh, what, what's your, what's, what's the, what's your story? Why, why are the reason, why, what's the reason why you're still sitting here? Who did this to you? What's, what's going on? Like Jesus didn't really, I feel like he didn't ask for a backstory partially because he already knew the backstory because he's God, but also because he knew how long the man had been sitting here for, for 38 years. So he's like, let's just skip all that. Do you want to get well? And, um, what's also beautiful about that. I don't know. I'm, y'all know I'm a visual person, so y'all gonna have to, <laughs> you know, stick with me. But it's also beautiful because what I think about is I think that like, you know, Jesus being Jesus with his disciples, you know, encounters this pool and he sees a cloud, a a cloud, a crowd of um, a bunch of sick people, you know, so you have like blind people, people that are uh, paralyzed, people that have skin diseases, people that have cancer, people that have, you know, um, a disformed face or body or anything, any type of sickness that you may think of, like people who had that weren't in this pool or around this pool in this area. But this man was highlighted to Jesus. So to me, I feel like that's just so beautiful because like, even though Jesus saw all of those people, he highlighted 
this one man and he went directly to him. So that just shows you that like Jesus saw him, you know, because if y'all can 38 years, my goodness, like what to talk about feeling like you are forgotten, like that is 38 years, but still Jesus came right on time and he saw him, you know? So that's one thing that stuck out to me. Another thing that stuck out to me is that um, when Jesus said, like, do you want to be healed? The man didn't say yes. He said, what did he say? Let me go back to the verse. He said, um, I can't, sir, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else um, always gets ahead of me. So if you can kind of relate this to real life, you know, Jesus is like, do you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed from this unforgiveness? Do you want to be healed from this bitterness? Do you want to let go of this grudge? Do you want to, you know, when I present an opportunity for you to reconcile with this person, will you take up my offer for it? You know, but you're saying, Lord, I've been sitting here for, you know, X amount of years and nothing has happened. I've been dealing with this hurt. You know, this person assaulted me, raped me, cursed at me, broke my heart, whatever have you. Um, they spoke bad on my name. Why should I forgive them now? I've been pretty good this far. Like, I'm sure I can make it a little while longer. So it was just interesting to me because like, I don't know. I don't know if the man like knew of Jesus, you know, I'm sure he, I don't want to assume, but (laughs) I don't know if the man, maybe the man heard of Jesus, you know, but I don't know if I saw Jesus, you know, and he's like, do you want to get healed? I'm like, Lord, heal me. But I mean, let's be real y'all, you know, Jesus was, Jesus was a person that like people, people probably, I mean, people who knew the scriptures heard that a Messiah was coming, but in reality, a lot of people didn't know or they weren't aware. They're like, okay, this man, he heals the sick. He raises the dead. You know, we're just going to follow him. So the man probably didn't even know know what Jesus, um, who Jesus was, but it was just interesting to me how when Jesus offered him, you know, to be healed and he just gave him an excuse, you know, and, um, that was just very, very interesting to me. And, um, I feel like let's okay, let's go back to the Bible verse actually. Um he said um okay, verse 8 Jesus said, "Stand up, pick up your mat and walk." Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. Um so the the note that I took on that is that um the man's condition was a real thing. So I feel like when he told Jesus that Lord, I, I physically can't do it. I think he was telling the truth. I, I definitely think, you know, because he, he's paralyzed. So he can't obviously walk to the pool and like dive in there. He needs to, you know, he he's crawling, he's struggling, and he's been there for over 30 years. So his arms are probably tired from doing the same thing. So it's like as the years progress, the more slower and sluggish he gets. So I am definitely not saying like, oh, like he's just saying an excuse. No, I definitely think like his condition was was a real thing. It definitely was. But I think the missing part was his faith, you know, because Jesus, Jesus is all knowing. So, so he said like, do you want to get well? Jesus knew how long he was there. Jesus knew, um, the, the condition he he was in, the seriousness of his condition. Jesus knew, you know, him as a person, his story, probably how depressed he was, everything like that. But he still asked, like, do you want to get healed? You know, and um, relating this back to um, what the Lord originally told me when he said when healing is available. So relating this to unforgiveness. So when reconciliation is available to you, like, will you jump into the water? Like when healing is available. So when Jesus, when God um, 
presents an opportunity for you to have that conversation with that person and um, presents a space for you to speak to that person, you know, voice to them how you feel, you know, how it hurts you or to just simply say, I forgive you. Will you will you do that? You know, and when the Lord like really asked me that it I was really stuck, honestly, because honestly, guys, like for me, I had this happen to me um, last year. So you guys know, like I'm really big, like I said, I'm really big on um, being called out for God and not caring what other people think and just like doing what God said and, and all that. And that's great. And that's amazing. That's what I stand for. But in the midst of that, people can say some really hurtful things, you know? So for me, as I was trying to find my, my, trying to discover my purpose, trying to figure out what God wanted me to do and what God was saying, um, a lot of people, you know, said some, some not so great things to me or about me, you know? So unknowingly in me, it made me harbor a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness, you know? So so yeah, so I so for a while after all that happened for a while, I didn't even know I had I still had unforgiveness in my heart, you know, cuz me I'm like out of sight, out of mind. I'm not physically in that location anymore. I'm not around those people anymore. So whatever, I'm cool. Until, you know, a specific person, you know, I was talking with this person and they said to me randomly, they said, "I never really quite understood you." And I'm sorry I never supported you, but it was simply because I didn't understand. But I know what God is going to do with you is going to be great. And I know God's going to do some great things through you. And I was stuck. I'd, I mean, I I didn't know what to say. Because you guys know like how you go for a long time in a state of mind. So like good or bad. So for a long time, you are in a state of mind of like, you know, I don't need them, you know, to say, I'm sorry, I'm good. Like Jesus is all I need, which is, you know, Jesus is all you need, but I feel like you're still human and your heart still hurts sometimes and things still happens. So when that person said that to me, I I mean, I, (laughs) I was stuck. I was really stuck. And of course I responded, you know, receiving it. And I was like, oh, like, you know, thank you for saying that. But it was like, I was trying to tap on a part that was already numb and the Lord really had to heal my heart in that moment. And in that moment, like I definitely learned that like when those people who do offend you, who who did offend you, when those people who do um, hurt you, when that person who did that terrible thing to you um, or whatever have you, when they do turn around and say, I'm sorry, even if it is years later, when they say, I'm sorry, whenever that will be, will you receive it? You know, like, will you, you have to ask yourself, like, will you, will you actually receive it when that person, you know, eventually wants to reconcile when that person does voice, Hey, I was wrong. You know, I'm human too. Like, will you actually receive it? So it's just interesting how, um, yes, with unforgiveness, it's like you you definitely want to make sure that you receive healing for yourself, you know? So sometimes it's just you and God, but sometimes God will present like the actual physical reconciliation. Like sometimes God will actually create a space for you and that person to talk. So it's like, will you actually do that? And the Lord was speaking to me some more and 
he was saying that like unforgiveness is like a weed and how over time it'll grow and spread and it'll begin to creep into those hidden places and will contaminate the root and become the root of everything you produce. Like it'll, it'll, It can creep into every area of your life. Next thing you know, with every situation, you, f- you find this root of unforgiveness. You find this root of bitterness. You find this root of anger. You, you, you know, say if you know there's a problem and you go to therapy or you find a therapist, by the way, I 100% recommend therapy. That's actually something I actually want to start this year. So God willing, I will. You go to your therapist or you speak to your accountability or you go to your pastor or you go to your mentor, whoever, you know, that you decide to voice your problems to. And they highlight to you that, hey, I think this situation um, is what you keep on going back to. Keep on going back to that father that wasn't in your life. You keep on going back to that mother that said that said those harsh things to you. You keep on going back to that sibling that never protected you in that moment. You keep on going back to this. Keep on going back to that. And it's like, you don't kill a weed by trimming it. You take the whole thing out and start afresh. Because with a weed, if you just trim it, like a little speck of a weed can grow into a whole a whole monster that can completely contaminate the ground. So it's like it's important to revisit those things, not to harper on it, not to not to harp on it, not to replay it in your mind, but to reconcile like it happened like sometimes I feel like we're running against we're running um from reality that something happened and sometimes it's just just traumatic to to even believe or receive that that actually happened to me but sometimes we need to do that to be like okay that's a thing that actually happened um but I know who I am I know who God says I am that's why that's another thing with forgiveness that's important understand that it happened you know, understand like you were hurt by this. So it's like with, with unforgiveness, you you can't be prideful. You have to really say to yourself, this hurt me, whether you're voicing it to the, to the offender or voicing it to yourself or voicing it to God, you have to say, Hey, this actually hurt me. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you want to find the root of that thing and then uproot it and then start afresh. So like I said, that out, out of sight, out of sight, out of mind thing that I do, it ain't going to work. <laughs> you, you need to, you know, okay, cool, but you need to heal, you know? And something else, like God said to me, even with that out of sight, out of mind is that if you don't ever see the person, will you hold on to the grudge forever? Like some, sometimes closure isn't possible. And here's the thing with closure. I always say don't wait until, I guess, an opportunity to have closure presents itself for you to let something toxic go. And let me just even turn this to relationships now. So say if somebody cheats on you, somebody does you wrong. A lot of us were just like, oh, you know, I need closure for me to move forward. And it's like, do you really need closure or do you really just want to see if you can (laughs) patch it back up and move forward into this thing that you know is not for you? You know, so it's like relating it back to the topic is that if the person, if you, if you, the person that offended you, if you never physically see them, if you, if you never physically see them. So if a, if a situation, you know, for you to to talk to them never even presents itself, will you will you hold the grudge on 
Would you would you hold onto the grudge forever? I don't know about y'all, but but holding bitterness can be physically taxing. Trust me, I know. <laughs> like holding on to bitterness and holding on to grudges for for people, you know, against people that you see once a year, like it's actually draining cuz it's like when you see them what you gonna do? Like fight them? <laughs> You're gonna like stare them down with a death stare, but still leave bitter or still leave angry because now like you seeing the person like now like those hurtful feelings and that anger, you know, uproars back up again. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, even with unforgiveness, bitterness and just grudges are really not even just physically, like not even just emotionally taxing and mentally taxing, but also physically taxing. Like me, when I hold on to bitterness, like it actually makes me tired. Like for for a, for a certain amount of time, I'm just like this is actually, this is actually draining, you know. But in a scenario where God does present, you know, provide a space and opportunity for you to have that conversation with that person, or for you to. For you, even if you don't even talk to them, for you to at least look at them and not be angry or look at them and not want them to jump off a cliff, to look at them and to not have like a deaf stare at them. You know what I'm saying? Like if God provides that space for you to grow in that way, will you accept it? Like, will you be, will you be open to it? It's like sometimes like we constantly pray like, okay, Lord, like help me to forgive this person. Help me to move forward to this. Help me to move forward, you know, from this and, and this, that, and the third. And it's like when he actually does it, like when he actually changes the heart of that person and they come back to you and say, I'm sorry and say, hey, I was wrong. Will you actually receive it? Will, will you, you know, will you actually receive it? Because sometimes we can become complacent in a situation or complacent in a state of mind that we've been in for years, but that state of mind, just because we've been in that state of mind for years, it doesn't mean that it's it's right, you know? And the reality, here's the reality. The reality is that like sometimes <laughs> even when you 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 talk to God and you're like, okay, Lord, you know, I've forgiven them in my heart, and now like you've presented the situation for me to talk to them and for for me to voice how what they did uh did to me or what that how that affected me um you, the reality is sometimes you have to be prepared for the other side to not be open for reconciliation as well so sometimes like you you know you can be fine and you truly truly found healing in God and you really want to move on but sometimes the other side may not may not receive it sometimes they're like yeah whatever like don't even talk to me sometimes they won't even be open to you you know and and that is okay like that is okay like you have to understand that forgiveness is more so for yourself than the other person because even like I said when you want to harbor unforgiveness (laughs) trust me I'm telling y'all trust me I know when you want to harbor unforgiveness and bitterness (laughs) <laughs> the worst feeling is is feeling weighed down, feeling tired, feeling angry with you, with the person, now with yourself, now with God, now with everything. And you look at the person who the, who who's an offender, and they are just they are just enjoying life. They they probably ain't even remember what they did to you. You know what I'm saying? Like 
that is the worst feeling because it's like, what what did I miss that they are, you know, they're 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 fine and I'm over here depressed, having anxiety, you know, not even stewarding what God's telling me to do now because I'm just so stuck on what happened back then. Like, so it's just like sometimes you have to be prepared for the other side to not be open to reconsideration. And that's okay because a wise friend like once told me that sometimes you just have to release. Sometimes you have to just release and let go and allow healing to take place, you know? Like you've partnered with God and taken action and forgiving the person. Now you have to allow God to do what only God can do, which is to heal the other person's heart. You know, because I feel like everything, like almost everything is is a heart issue. Everything um, deals with the heart. Everything um, re- requires or involves the heart or somebody's heart posture or uh, what they have spiritually going on. So it's like sometimes you have to just forgive people for yourself, man. Like just just let it you have to just let it go. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, it will it will it will literally rob you of your of of future blessings by putting somebody in the same box as the person that hurt you. You know, like when something good presents itself before you, you can't even be in the moment and you can't even enjoy the good thing that God has in front of you because you keep on replaying or you keep on thinking that this person's going to do the same thing that the net, that the previous man did or the previous person did. So you can't even, so you, you yourself are robbing yourself from, from the new thing that God is, that God is doing that you prayed for, <laughs> you know, that you prayed for. So y'all know. Listen, for the for the umpteenth time, I'm a visual person. So let me just take y'all through this picture, right? <laughs> so how I think of it is imagine yourself walking on this path and um, with every heartbreak or with every, yeah, every heartbreak, whether it is, you know, whether it's a, a heartbreak from a breakup, whether it's a parent who's never apologized for being absent growing up in your childhood whether it's a friend who's falling off, whether it's a, a coworker or a supervisor that never believed in your dreams and goals or, your, or your, your, your work ethic or whatever have you, whatever. So imagine you're walking yourself on this path and with every heartbreak, you leave a broken piece of your heart in the hands of that person. So you're walking and with every heartbreak, so every, you know, every offender, if that's the word you want to use it, every offender that you bump into you you like break a piece of your a piece of your heart is broken off and you leave it with that person and you know it's with that person but you leave it with that person you know and you do that with every heartbreak back to back to back to back over and over and over and over until you get way further down and a person who is not trying to hurt you you know a person that a good person's actually presented before you a person that is good pure Everything that you prayed for, and not even just relate like intimacy, like intimacy, you know, um, relationships, not even just intimate relationships, but friendships, uh, partners, um, associates, you know, like just people with good intentions present themselves before you, and you look at yourself, and there, there, you look at your heart, and there is, there is none of your heart is left to give to that person. Where is your heart at? 
with the other 17 people that 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 broke your heart and you left your you left pieces of your heart with them because you didn't allow God to heal that before you move forward you know or you didn't even allow God to heal that in the journey period so now you have a person who actually does want to have good intentions for you actually does want to love on you actually does want to care for you and you 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 don't even know who you are all you know is what the person did 15 years ago you don't even you don't even have your heart to even express to even show love to this person that is in your life and that wants good for you you know so it's like if you really think of that like it's just like to me, like when I visualize that, it's like, wow, like it's crazy how like location, physical location does not equate to erasing, erasing the need to forgive someone. It it doesn't like it physical location or you trying to run from from them or and this is the thing. I am not being insensitive. Sometimes like you actually need to separate yourself. That is sometimes that is completely appropriate. And sometimes people are just toxic. Sometimes situations, um, conditions are just toxic. You I am not telling you to be surrounded or to allow yourself to be in a toxic situation or a toxic environment. So sometimes you need to relocate. Sometimes you need to go away. But what I am telling you is that forgiveness is still necessary or just letting go or just releasing that person, releasing that hurt onto God. Give it to God, you know? Even if you can't even talk to the person, even if you can't even stand the person, give it to God because he's a person who cares for you. He's a person that cares about what happened. But most importantly, he wants you to get healed. Like Jesus asked that man at the, um, at the, I can't even say the word right. Is it Bethsheba? Bethsheba? <laughs> Listen, these Bible words, y'all pray for me. But give it to God. Give give your hurt to God. Give your unforgiveness Give your bitterness to God. And God is God. That's one thing I love about Jesus. And I love that he, his blood was shed for us. Because now I can vent to God. Now I can talk to God. Now when I have a problem with somebody or somebody offended me or, or, or somebody hurt me, I can talk to him about it. And he will listen. He will listen. He will listen. He will, you, you give him your broken, the broken pieces of your heart. He will listen. He will put them back together. Not to be like they once were, but to be even better and to make and to make you even more whole. So, hope this episode blessed you guys, and I hope, um, yeah, I just hope that person that did offend you or that person that did hurt you. I am not saying that you're crazy for being mad at that person. I'm not saying that you're crazy for even being hurt by it, because the reality is. Hurt people hurt people. People can be very cruel. People can be very harsh. People can be very evil. So I am not downplaying what happened to you. But I do want you to hear my desire for you to be whole and my desire for you to be healed so that you don't rob yourself of the good things that God has in store for you. You don't rob yourself of the 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 destiny, the true destiny helpers that God has ahead of you. So it's like when you harbor unforgiveness, you're not just robbing yourself. You're robbing 
those ahead of you. You're robbing those that are going to benefit from your yes. You're robbing those that are supposed to partner with you to even trailblaze into their journey, to even continue on their journey of life and in, in, in the purpose that God has called them to. So hear me, I'm not downplaying what happened to you. I'm not downplaying how people are cruel and what happened definitely happened. But God wants you to be healed and God wants you to grow past that. And that's the thing. Growth is a journey. Something that happened in your childhood that really, really hurt you. Like, I'm not I'm not saying be unrealistic. Like, sometimes I'm not saying, oh, one prayer, poof, it goes away. Oh, I'm good. Like, oh, I'm good. No, like, sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes the first time you talk to God about it, it's just tears. Because that's all you have to give about that situation. And the next time, it is just you just being angry and being like, God, that person was rude. Like, I, I didn't deserve that. Like, what, what is wrong with them? Like, and maybe the next time it's you at, you know, you being honest and like, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm broken. But, but just hear that with every conversation as you talk to God about that thing, it's a piece of your heart that you're giving to him. It's a piece of that situation that you're giving to him so he can put it together and give you a healed heart and make you whole again. So with heartbreaks, with unforgiveness, with all of these things, God cares. There's this one song that I love. It's um, called, He's Concerned About You. And whoo, y'all, when I tell you this song will bring me to tears. Because <laughs> the chorus says, um, he sees, he cares. Um, he sees every tear and he'll he'll carry you through. He's concerned about you. And the song is just, it's very beautiful because it just shows that God cares about those broken pieces. God cares about that trauma. God cares about those words that were spoken over you, that were, that did not describe you, that were not you, were, were, was not what he said that you were, that you are. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Called By My Name. I hope this episode blessed you. I hope this episode um, definitely encourages you. And I hope you do find some type of healing in this episode. Um, as always, you guys, be sure to follow um, our Instagram page, which is at Called By My Name underscore. Like I always say, please feel free to DM me. Please feel free to, to like... DM me, comment on, you know, if you have any questions or if you have any follow-up questions or anything, um, I'm here y'all. Like I definitely want to build a relationship with you guys. Um, so yeah, like definitely follow my Instagram page if you are not. And yeah, I hope this blesses you guys. So I love you. See you next time. Bye.